Working through some technical difficulties. We've got a Zoom meeting coming through today. We've got one participant here, though. Jewel is with us in the house, and we're waiting on Marv, and we're going to go ahead and get started because, Lord have mercy, we have a lot to discuss. But the first thing I want to talk about is if you managed to watch Monday's show, and we had a uh, wonderful person, Deanne, on, who mentioned the fact that she was busy working for... uh, a neighbor who was 100% deaf and was in property tax hell with the state of North Dakota, and they couldn't get anybody to step up and say, hey, I can solve the problem. And I'm happy to say Wednesday an email was received that said that the young lady, uh, her property tax has been 100% paid for, that uh, she can stand down and not have anything to worry about. So I'm not necessarily saying it was because we held somebody's feet to the fire by this show, but let's just say the timing's a little coincidental. So keep up. Make sure that uh, make sure that you're ready to go. It looks like Marvin's in there, Paul. So uh, we're we're gonna see if what we can do. Jewel, I'm just gonna say hey to you while hey. we're trying to, <laughs> while we're trying to get Marvin on. I'm tap dancing as fast as I can here, folks, <laughs> while we're waiting on on. Uh, on all kinds of fun stuff. Can we bring Jewel up at all? Or There she is. My gosh, there you are. Awesome. Uh, we're going to uh, start out today with something that I've been following with great interest. And that is the Williston audit. And I don't know. You know, the fun thing about this is the fact that uh, sometimes out in the East we don't get all the good news. <laughs> <laughs> when things happen, because the Williston seems so far away. But uh, I happen to know that that came through, and uh, it was ugly. Uh, do you have any highlights you would like to share with us? Because I've got, I've got a bunch, but uh, there's been a lot going on in Williston, and uh, the public school district merged, and it was a um, hostile takeover. I want everybody to kind of know that. Um, they merged District 1, merged with District 8 on July 1st, 2021 to create the current District 7. And I kind of want everyone to know that it was not wanted or desired by quite a few people in the area. So that was the first issue. And the audit has been completed and it has found 21 total areas of concern. And uh, Jewel... Can you give us a little bit of a rundown as to what you found, and then we're gonna we're gonna say hi to to Marvin. What's just a sec before you go? Is Marvin on? 
Yeah, I'm here. Ah, Marvin. There you are. Okay, we got Marvin too. Marvin, hey. All right, they're just trying to make sure I've got everything. I'm going to start with Jewel, and then I'm going to segue over to Marvin. So, Jewel, what would you say is the Easter egg, as we like to call it, the fun stuff that really affected you the most? I'm going to get your camera back up here. Well, there was quite a bit of Easter eggs in that audit. Yeah, weren't there? A couple of things that really stood out to me, which almost, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the Williston residents really need to look further into this. Um, there were uh, one million. What was it? One million two hundred sixty-nine dollars seven hundred ninety-five in credit card expenses that didn't have any approval. I have that. It says documentation of the approval process for these expenses was not available for the audit team to review, which. Uh, I- Spent 20 years working for a state organization, a community college, and everything else. And let me tell you what, that's one thing you have handy, is those credit card receipts and everything else. So the fact that they could not provide them, eh, it's a little problematic. For approval, and $2 million in purchases that the school board didn't approve. It just seems like they're on a spending rampage well, in that area. And, and technically, aren't I could be wrong, but things are supposed to go out for bids. For most large, for most projects, and I would think to end up with two million dollars uh, of of purchases, that sounds bid worthy to me. Marvin, so that, those are the things that really stood out: is expenditure with no approval whatsoever, no documentation, no approval, no accountability. Marvin, it, it almost it almost smells criminal. Well, so I really hope. No, no, I really no. hope the <laughs> citizens get down to this and start looking and asking questions and following through. Jill, I'm going to go out on a, I'm going to go out on a limb and go. Um, no, it really smells criminal because there there is a section of checks and balances that are supposed to having have be followed, and if they're not being followed, there needs to be some. Uh, accountability going down the line somewhere. Uh, so I would like to know what, what's going on and, and exactly where that money's gone. Marvin, what do you think is your fun Easter egg from this? I noticed that there are inaccurate bank reconciliations too. So realistically speaking, like for me, the audit, I had a pretty good idea ahead of time of what was coming. Okay. I've known for a while, but you look at you go back to the election that happened in order to merge these merge these districts perfect um there was poll poll watchers that were there that weren't allowed to actually confirm the counts as they were coming through wow so, we seem uh, to have a lot of that happening so okay. i mean that, that was kind of problematic all by itself okay um but on top of that you look at what they were probably trying to accomplish i mean the District 8 is one of the oldest school districts in the state. They had all the extra titles and everything else that comes with being a school district because they were formed in, like, what, 1950 or something like that. And I'm sure somewhere along the line, somebody thought that all that would roll into this newly merged school district, and it doesn't work that way. Like, it's not... That stuff doesn't move forward. It stays with the original land that was part of that school district. Okay. So there was a huge loss of unnecessary access to mineral rights and everything else that came with that district. Isn't that convenient? So 
you add into that um, back to your your bids. Um, mm -hmm. There's an emergency clause in Century Code for school boards where they can put out for bids, but they can shorten it up to a 10-day window. What the emergency clause is, is if nobody responds in those 10 days, they can enact on the first bid that comes in. And so, like, that came up here in Bismarck. Um, was it June? It was May or June that came up in Bismarck. They Right before the election, they put out an emergency bid for the Century High School parking lot where it was automatic approved for... Oh, repair. okay. Okay, wait a second. Wait a, second. a parking lot is not an emergency. That sounds to me like a real convenient way of making sure that your cronies or someone that you want gets a job. Oh, well, we've got this out. All we have to do is declare an emergency. Then we don't have to worry about the bid process. And we can skip down the road and one hand washes the other. And we happen to know that, that, that they're nicknamed the Bismarck Mafia for a reason. <laughs> and, and when I look at this audit, monthly bank reconciliation, Jewel, you mentioned that, reached from $2.9 million to $4.9 million. And because of the large differences in funds as well as missing, missing documentation, whether it's error or fraud, reconciliations were not performed in July, August, or September of 2020. How do you not perform reconciliations each month? I don't know how they're getting away with this. I I don't. I don't know how they're not they're getting away with this, and I don't know how somebody's not being held accountable with their feet to the fire for what went on in this within this Williston School District. Well, it, it seems to me, like Marvin, you even just mentioned, they've got this, this clause where they can declare an emergency. We don't have to go through this process. It seems to me like these people just think the processes are for someone else. There's a $377 million in unsupported adjusted journal entries. That's page 54 of this 99-page audit, by the way. And uh, this is just crazy. There's a general ledger that was discovered in the fiscal year of 2021. 133 million of those entries were not approved. The majority of entries also did not have any documentation attached. It sounds to me like people just don't care about accountability in this school district and that uh, they figure they're above it, that no one will touch them, that nobody can do anything. And quite frankly, when I look at my property taxes and other things that pay for things like this, and I see the reluctance of the state to do anything about property taxes because they say, well, we need to fund the schools. Really? Do we really need to fund the schools? Or are the schools just madly spending money and they're just falling back on us taxpayers to comp continue with the largesse of throwing money at them? The, the bigger question than before people start grabbing their pitchforks on this. Um, we've seen the history of the way things work around here where everything gets pushed downhill. You know, it goes to the lowest person. Everybody deflects that blame all the way right. down. And a merger like this with the amount of money that was involved, like before we go start running and grabbing and pitchforks and screaming and shouting, like, how far up the ladder does this go to? Well, you know? the one thing yeah. I'm, I'm worried so, about is, is something you just mentioned. I'm worried about that there's going to be somebody's personal assistance, a la the attorney general's office, 
who's going to agree to, I'm sure at great financial expense, not to her, to us, fall on her sword uh, so that she can retire after she destroys a bunch of emails that could possibly have been incriminating. We don't know because we can't find the emails. And then, of course, skips down the road without any criminal uh, intent. So I, my, my, my big thing is I'm wondering who's going to be the sacrificial lamb on this one. Yeah, and, and it's really going to boil down to that. So, And the other thing people need to realize is this wasn't just your state funds. This wasn't just your property tax funds. This was federal funds. So we're talking a lot more than just your local property taxes being abused. The um, dollar amount that's attached to this, what, we're at half a billion dollars worth of discrepancies? Yeah, well, six million—six million in debt is not even included in the financial pay, uh, statements, page 58. Special assessment debt totaling over six million was not included in District 1 financial statements. Uh, what the hell? I mean, people... Whether it's federal funds or state funds, whether it's property tax or whatever, it boils down to this is our money. One way or the other, it's the people's money because the government doesn't make money. The government takes money from us and utilizes it. And when whether it's federal, state, county, I don't care because it's somewhere it's coming out of somebody's pockets. And the, the big question I have to also ask is, how many other school districts are probably like this? This is one school district. Well, there's the audit going, people doing the petition in Bismarck to get the Bismarck School Board audited right now. What brought like, that about? Signatures, same sort of scenario. Jewel, are you involved in the signatures on that? I'm not involved in the Bismarck signatures because you have to be in the Bismarck area to collect those signatures. But I, I will tell you, I encourage anybody in the Bismarck area to get on that petition and get it signed. Uh, how, how many are needed in the petition? How does that petition come about where they decide how many signatures are needed? Does anybody know? I don't know exactly how many signatures are needed for Marvin, for do you know the do you know the formula for that? I, I know they were trying for twice what they needed, if not more. Okay. Uh, I know the, they wanted to get upwards of three thousand signatures and that's just I mean, I'd be a little gun shy too after everything that happened this well, last <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what I was going to say because that's what they do. They find any reason and every reason to throw signatures out. See, that's the other thing is that I was wondering because we just had that issue here in Grand Forks with Fufang. They went and got double the signatures and had most of them thrown out because the uh, attorney that the city hired said, "Well, we don't like this one. We don't like that one." And the reason I'm asking is because I, I would think that when you see something like this going on, that anybody who's in a school district, myself included, would like to see an audit done. But I also understand that there's a question about they were trying to they put a bill forward basically trying to defund the auditor's office because apparently the answer at state level when they find something like this is rather than saying, congratulations, you're showing transparency, we need to fix this. Uh, apparently what their answer is is to go through and defund the auditor's office because that way they don't have to look at bad things. Does, does anybody want to fill me in on more of that? Well, that seems to be what they do. This is not the first time that they have tried to defund the auditor. I know that. By the auditor's hand. Seems like every time he finds something and some agency gets a black eye, this is what they do. They run through the legislature and try to, to tie his hands. So this is something that, that they've done before and they're doing again. 
well, see, there is no transparency. They don't want transparency. See, that's the thing that worries me is the fact that, I mean, I understand that Bismarck and Williston are much larger than my little Hillsborough school district. However, Hillsborough wants desperately to build a brand new school. And they're using everything, every power in their in their little pocketbook to to attempt to uh, push this down our throats. They they went in and raised. There's going to be a vote coming up to raise the debt limit, which is the first step. And I find it comical that they're telling everybody, "Oh, just because we raised the debt limit, that doesn't mean your property taxes are going up. We're just setting this up so that we can get some money to." Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to get right back to that. But first thing, I have to do a profit margin break because, man, this is interesting stuff, folks. But I would like to talk about Southtown Poorhouse because every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. I want to let you know that you can stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour, where you can buy one app and get one half off every day from 6 to 8 p.m. And you can't forget about those $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursdays from 5 to 8. Make sure to check SouthtownPoorhouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. And Friday the 10th, we have Face for Radio. And the 11th, we have Dan Brecky. And I want you to remember, every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, 2015 Library Circle, next to Grand City Mall. And they're open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 p.m. And they are looking to hire. So I want to make sure you know that that's a great place to work and to have a good time. Now, um, I would think that it wouldn't be above, out of the question for, for a lot of our school districts to be audited, especially because we're having the property tax dance right now where the governor wants to uh, solve our property tax issue by, by getting rid of the and reducing the income tax. To which I have to say, last year, my property tax went up over 73%. I have never had an income, my income go up 73%. If they do this thing with the income tax, this is not going to solve my property tax problem because schools are still going to be wanting to throw money like this in Williston at problems and have no accountability for how they spend it. And by the way, uh, my big other concern is the fact that the grades and the learning uh, levels for our kids aren't going up with all this spending. In fact, they're spiraling down. Marv, I'm going to let you address that Big suitcase I just threw at you right there. Oh, and so, like, back to the auditor thing. Yep. It's not just the one bill, 1508, that came forward and targeting his power. There was um, 1129 that came forward for audit fees and stuff like that. But, you know, Josh, it seems like every session they're coming after after Josh Gallion, um, you had the whole um, Department of Commerce and the North Dakota legendary audit that he brought forward that he got hung out to dry on. You have, it seems like every session they're trying to reduce his budget. And honestly speaking, we should be increasing it. Yes. Like there's, there's so many departments right now that are underfunded while we fund just two. Like how hard would it be to slice off of those two larger budgets to help fund some of the smaller budgets so we can get our state back on the right pace. Well, we, we seem to be and, fully capable of, of expanding human, health and human services by billions of dollars. Uh, why can't we do something for this? Yeah, like, why aren't we 
getting the Secretary of State's office the final monies that they need to get the website updated so that businesses can sit and register online where everything's more streamlined, where you can set up that stuff. Why aren't we funding the auditor's office so that he can hire in the people that he needs to get his job done? Because I'm sure right now with the budget that they have, he's probably backlogged at least two to three years. That's um, crazy. And, and if you think about it, why would we eliminate checks and balances? It's the whole purpose of the government. The only reason you would eliminate checks and balances is if you want to function as a private entity and not have any checks and balances, which is perfect if you are a private entity, but not when you're using my money. Yeah. You see, the, the other thing that bothers me about this is, is this audit came from the citizens in Williston filing a petition similar to what the people in Bismarck are doing. Um, why aren't we just randomly auditing some of this stuff? Because the way it sits now, the schools are supposed to do a self-audit every year. That's um, crazy. Right? Is this, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the, of the voting process. Well, the voting, there's nothing wrong with the voting because we, the machines audit themselves. Really? That's how, we're, well, that's how you inform me that the machines are working fine because the machine, we run a test on the machine and the machine says, I'm working fine. Look what we just found with this audit. Hello? Yeah, and if you look at like the election stuff, there's 15, 16 bills coming forward so far that I've personally looked at where there's bills that are trying to fix it and there's bills that aren't trying to fix it. They're trying to eliminate that transparency and that's terrifying by itself. Um, to your property tax part that we were speaking about, though, um, you know, when I was campaigning, when you'd speak with the other legislators that were on the trail, a lot of them were talking property tax relief. Right. But I haven't seen a lot of that. Mm -mm. And the one that I came across yesterday that really kind of bothered me um, is they actually want to put a cap on the oil extraction tax. Yes. Currently, it crosses, when it crosses $90 a barrel, it's 6.5% extraction tax. Anything under that um, is 5%. Um, granted, it's got to cross 90 and stay there for three months. But if we hit another boom cycle, if you think about it, 1.5% on $90 a barrel, pushing out a million dollars a barrel or a million barrels a day. That's a lot of missing money that we lose. And it's not just for um, not just for the regular wells, too. That was the reservation wells they want to put a cap on, too, at 5%. So anything that's coming off of the reservations would have that tax cap, too. That's a lot of lost revenue for the Native tribes. I mean, honestly speaking, I'd be losing my mind on somebody about that. Well, and, and the thing is, is they keep coming back and telling us there's nothing they can do about our property tax relief. But then and out of the other side of their mouth, they, they tell us the state's got so much money, we don't know what to do with it. We're going to spend it here. We're going to spend it there. We're going to spend, 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 spend everywhere. But it's still, I mean, it's granted, it's, some of it's coming from oil, some of it's coming from other areas. But the people are still seeing those property taxes go through the roof, to which I have to say, Why? I just, so, I, I can't get, I can't, it's not computing. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, really. 
And there's another one. Jewel, do you know about this one where there's a bill coming forward where they want to consolidate superintendents from school districts so that there's fewer superintendents? Um, yeah, I, I think there was a bill that was cutting the funding for superintendents. I heard about that one. So basically what that's going to do is affect the rural school, rural school districts that are already in fi- financial peril to start with. And, the, and I know that along with cutting it, uh, cutting the funding, they want to consolidate it where anything over 400, 450 uh, p- pupils or under, you get a share of superintendent. Now, hey, here's the problem I have with a lot of the uh, education system, not just in North Dakota, but across the board. And that is whenever we increase the spending in education, it all seems to go to administration. You end up hiring an assistant principal for a principal in a school that doesn't need an assistant principal. You end up hiring helpers at the top when, when, when it's help that's needed at the bottom, which is, again, something that could probably come out during an audit. But What's bothering me across the board is the state seems to be attempting in various ways through the schools, through HHS, uh, and, and through controlling the auditor's office and everything else to be consolidating all the power and everything else down in Bismarck. Yeah. And that means anybody that's those of us is going to end up SOL because we're going to have to go through the quagmire in Bismarck to get problems solved. And that's going to be like when I make my, make a phone call to social security and I get, if you're from WB press one, if you're from WB press two, which means uh, I am now in hell. Yeah. But that's what they intend. That's what they want. And there'll be no accountability. Nope. Cause people are going to get frustrated and they're going to give up. And what about criminal charges? The budget for, for Williston was out of compliant, compliance with state law. That's page 64, folks. Are we just going to, what, what are we going to do? Are we going to find some janitor that we're going to throw to the wolves here? Well, and this is just the first part of the audit. I'm interested to see what the other side of it looks oh, like. My goodness, there's, but wait, there's more. I feel like generally, I'm in an infomercial, but wait, there's more. Generally speaking, when you have an audit that's this big and this extensive, it's going to be a couple sections long. Oh, um, goody. It's just practical business, um, especially when you were looking at it from the accounting side, because first you have <laughs> everything that Josh has already released. Um, you have all that aspect of it, but the bigger question is, is where's the detail version of it? Okay. You know? So I, I don't think that we're, we're done with this part of it. Interesting. Um, I have a sneaky suspicion that we're going to see more come out on this audit. And it's probably in the final details now because that's just one year. Yes, so that's, that's what I was worried about. Window. Well, and, and I think they're already setting this up because the school district received a disclaimer of opinion on its financial statements, which means sufficient information was not available to determine whether the reported financial statements were fairly presented. The current superintendent, as well as the business manager, were not employed by the school district during the audit period. That, to me, sets up for, oh, we have the two flunkies we're going to throw under the bus, and they no longer work here. So don't worry about it. We got this. I mean, geez, that was then. This is now. Well, in the the other superintendent 
got out of got out of there last year already as soon as the audit was announced imagine that you can find the articles online where it was like june or july of last year all or 2021 that auditor or that uh, superintendent was just and away he went can we track this all the way back to basler i mean is there somebody who's supposed to be in charge of this uh i understand the the school board should should be taking some hard knocks on this bad boy too, but there's a lot of stuff that's going on that technically should have been handled by the state. Uh, and, um, and especially when the budget is, is, is out of compliance with state law. Uh, and the fact that it, it took an, a request from the citizens of Williston saying this doesn't pass the smell test. At what point does somebody that's high level in the state not have some responsibility here? And that's the bigger question is like, like I said, when we started talking about this, this is all going to get pushed down to the lowest level. What can we, we do to stop it? For years. Um, there's a lot of different steps that need to be take, taken, but you need a tangible paper trail that went up, not down. Is that possibly an, uh, an Easter egg sitting in the next section of this audit? It could be, or if, if if proceedings were handled right, uh, there's a lot I could go into, but I want to. I don't want to give somebody a good way to get rid of what they they need. I understand. To get rid of. I understand because we already have experienced that with the AG's office. Um, documents just disappear, and then what do you do? Well, we, you know, it's just bad timing. I'm sorry, but I'm getting really, really sick of uh, everybody, not just at, at federal, but at at state level, city level, and everything else, being able to just skip down the road and walk away when crap like this happened. You want to know what? Crap like this happened to me. I wouldn't be able to go, oopsie, and walk away from this. Somebody would be asking for my freaking hide. Well, when you look, you had this happen a lot closer to home, though, too, that Mayville State audit that came Yes. I and mean, that was in your backyard. And nothing. is. Be- and the other thing is they just got a, a – there's a bill going forward for a- approval for their repair of, an, of Old Main. And it just came through now when I took a look at it. It was approved for the architectural and the planning and stuff is in the millions of dollars. Excuse me? They're supposed to be fixing this crap, not planning for it with millions of dollars. This is this is like this is party time, and and nobody's nobody's has to worry about where the money's coming from, and everybody's having a great party except for those of us who are. It's okay. I, the best thing I can compare it to is my kid got a hold of the credit card and went online, and I'm being told I still have to foot the bill. That I have no repercussions for the fact the kid was twelve and didn't have a didn't have the ability to use my credit card. I'm being told, "Too bad, you got to pay," and I'm getting real tired of it. Well, and I mean, really, when you look at it, at what point, as a state that's supposed to be conservative. It's supposed to be conservative Republican. Do That's we start funny. Pushing our legislators that are pushing for bills that are just tax or tax or tax. Or why are we not asking questions about bills that 
say, increase the amount of time a creditor can come after you from 10 to 20 years? Or <laughs> so that. at what point do you start questioning why we want to repeal the sections of Century Code that give incentives to small businesses or to the rural communities for growth? Like, why are we getting rid of our small towns? Why are we getting rid of our small businesses? And you, And when you look at it, it really just feels like they're trying to push everybody that lives in the country to the city. Well, that because, does follow the Great Reset. Because if you look at state convention, 19 of 47 districts decided the outcome of not only the chair, but the endorsement for Hogan. And those 19 districts were in Bismarck, Grand Forks, and Fargo. Well, it's, so just, have- it's just confusing for me. That we can do that. And, and I, I just don't understand why there's no accountability for anyone. Uh, we, we throw a, some low-level cretin, who I'm sure gets well-recompensed, uh, on, the, on the funeral pyre. And that's supposed to solve everything for everyone. We're supposed to sit down, shut up, and go away. Uh, I've got to do another quick profit margin break for executive properties, and I'm not exactly sure uh, where we're going with all of this because this is a new one. So I'm going to say, Paul, is this produced? Nope. Nope. I read this part? Yep. Cool. All right. Live, live podcasting here, folks. Here we go. I'm hanging on by our thread. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? <laughs> Good luck with that because they're busy right now even. Executive Property has openings right now to get that project done. You can check out their Google reviews. And let's see, we've got one here where um, Aaron Carlson says... Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding, kept us up to date on the progress, and the finished project was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. And it looks like Austin set out. Barry and his team did a great job putting a deck skirt on my deck. I gave the deck a great finished look and helps keep my dog from getting covered with mud every morning. God bless them for that. Would recommend them for any project, large or small. So you can um, look at executive properties, and they can do all kinds of projects for you. You can call them at 701-330-1273. That's 701-330-1273. And I urge you to get in touch with them early because I'm sure there's a waiting list. And spring, believe it or not, folks, is right around the corner, and you're going to find a lot of stuff out there that needs to be fixed. Okay, so here we go. Um I really am concerned that the attack on the auditor's office that has been consistent and has been ratcheting up again is so that there's just another way that the people that are at that level can continue to do whatever it is they're doing, whether it's malfeasance, which I will also classify as stupidity, or whether it's something worse, this is wrong. You, you couldn't run a business this way because you'd go under. But somehow, because it's the government, it's okay to just keep throwing money at the problem. Am I pretty much got the situation correctly there? Okay, well, we, we wouldn't just be going under. We'd be arrested for embezzlement. Hell if yeah. And my business like that, I'd be in jail for embezzlement. Hell yeah. I'd be right there sitting next to you, sister. <laughs> it's nonsense what's going on. 
Well, and Nonsense. when you said earlier, uh, Jewel, when you said earlier, uh, it could be criminal. I'm sitting here going, I don't see any other way to put it. And I don't want somebody going, oh, well, that's slander. No, no, I'm, that's my opinion. Looking at these facts and figures here, you tell me how someone's not doing any audits, uh, how someone's not ha- handling millions and millions of dollars. And there's no school record of approval for nearly $2 million in purchases. For four out of 55 expenses the auditor's office reviewed, the district was unable to provide evidence of school board approvals. There's over $1,269,795 in credit card expenses that didn't have the school board approval. $6 million in debt. Poof. I mean, these aren't, these aren't small numbers. This isn't somebody forgot to put a check in the checkbook and you overdrafted. This is bad crap people well if you watch like city council county commissions school board meetings how many of those agenda items come rolling through and it's just automatically decided there's no discussion there's no conversation there's no nothing attached to it so the larger question you have to ask is how much of this stuff is decided before they ever sit down for the meeting and how much of is it held within a quorum even though it's not a publicly released forum that's the thing School board members sitting on somebody's back porch drinking beer on a Saturday afternoon. Guess what? That's a quorum. Oh, come on now. You know we have open meeting records and they are del I'm sorry, I just had to. My sarcasm yeah. my sarcasm is is often on overdrive, but when I see crap like this, I get really upset because I campaigned last year too, and the people I talked to were going out of their minds over their property taxes. And every time I mentioned property taxes, I was told, oh, you can't touch property taxes because that's how we fund the schools. And this is how the schools are spending our money. Yeah, we can talk property taxes, people. We damn well better be talking property taxes. At the same time, we're doing audits like this. And in fact, I think every damn school district in the state should be having an audit. And you shouldn't have to have the citizens bring forth a petition. Taking a look at this, it should be across the board. Well, and the other thing that we need to be looking at, too, is going to be the regional education associations. Okay. Like, there's seven different, well, six different regional education associations that are supposed to help in rural communities across the state. Um, CREA is the one that's Bismarck through Minot, but I'm pretty sure Burley County just hired a business to be their superintendent after Superintendent Heilman stepped out. <laughs> okay. Joel, what do you think about this mess? Oh, I think that, that Minot, Grand Forks, Dickinson, Bismarck, I think all the major cities should have the audits, all of them, because I think you're going to find the same thing that's going on in Wilson that's going on everywhere. I would like There's to start with the major cities and gradually move down to well, to everyone, but but I, I agree. I mean, because the, the the largest amount of money is going through those cities that you mentioned, and so we sh- we damn well should start there. But if I remember right, they did do a recent audit on Plaza within the last couple of years, the Plaza School District. And don't quote me because I got to pull that up and look at it again. But okay. there were several million dollar discrepancy in the Plaza School Plaza School District. So this is definitely going on in the royal school, rural school districts too. Oh yeah, I'm not. Believe me, it, I'm not absolving us. 
I'm not absolving us at all. And, And like I said, you know, when you're out talking to people, and especially retired people and stuff, and you've got the governor who's blowing sunshine up your nose by saying, oh, but you're going to save so much money on the income tax. And then, um, I, by the way, I'm not the only, I had a 73% increase. I know I know a gentleman that had a 40% increase, and I spoke to a lot of others that had similar increases. When was the last time your income went up that much in a year? If my income was going up that much in a year, I would be more than happy to take that income tax thing that they're trying to throw at me. But that's not what happens. My property taxes go up that much. So even if they do a flat tax and that little thing that they're talking about on income taxes, if my schools keep spending monies like drunken sailors on their first shore leave, that's not helping me a bit. That money that they're giving me back from that income tax is going to go straight into my property taxes. And there's going to be more that they're asking for that property tax. So you want to know what it's going to get me? Nothing. No. In fact, well, it's going to just be a Band-Aid on an amputated limb. And even taking that further, there's a bill that's coming through where instead of your emergency medical services being funded by mills and everything else, Thank they you. want to make strictly property tax. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Through the Health and Human Services. Yep. Yep. We're right back. We come full circle right again back to that expanded Health and Human Services Department, which is literally going to have a control by a, a clamp on your juggler over your life. They're, because they're not elected officials. There's going to be a board, like a school board, like responsible here, that's going to be, be dealing. This is crap, people. This, I can't put it any other way. This is crap. Bismarck and the legislators that it owns. Yes, I said that. The legislators that it owns. I was trying to consolidate everything down there. And they're trying to do their best to make sure that we, the people, are simply paying the bills and have no rights whatsoever and no voice. They get rid of that auditor's department. We're really screwed. And it's me you can come after. And just to say, I tell you what, I was asked by my husband to make this disclaimer before I go back to you guys. My husband and I are happily married. We have been for 30 years. We love each other very much. Neither of us is suicidal or any other thing. So if anything happens to either of us, please do investigation because we're good. Okay, there we go. That was done <clears throat> tongue in cheek, but not really. So what the hell, people? Well, and, and like, if you get into these bills, there's so many that have potential, but every one of them has a butt that's attached to it. Um, like 1207 would create a VAERS report in North Dakota vaccine adverse event yep. data. Love the idea, but it would be underneath the control of health and human services. Which means nothing. Why wouldn't you have that as part of the insurance commissioner's office? Because guess where all the money comes from when somebody has an adverse effect? Your insurance pays for that. So why wouldn't you have the person that's watching all the money, that's dealing with all the insurance companies, that's dealing with all the hospitals in charge of something like that. You know, it's right back to where we were talking before. We have people investigating themselves. Uh, if uh, I saw this in education a fair amount, um, whereas 
if you were being, if your students were being judged on their test scores, uh, you, what what some people, no names, would do would be they they'd give the kids the answers to the tests. So it's pretty amazing that the kids had wonderful test scores. Therefore, you're auditing yourself. If Health and Human Services, which stands to have to protect itself, especially in the case of VAERS with this latest COVID vaccine, the crap that's coming out of there, they're going to want to protect themselves and the people that fund them by, of course, saying, well, that's not caused by the vaccine. That's not caused by that. That's not. I mean, this this is no one is on our side here. Everything that they want to do, they want to have control over telling themselves and us whether they're doing it correctly or not. The votes, uh, theirs, the school districts, the school scores for the kids and everything else. Everybody wants to be able to be the judge and jury as to whether they're working out well. And that's not the way this thing is supposed to be working. Well, three branches of government were designed on purpose. But we don't to seem to be balances. well, and and we don't seem to be to be adhering to any of that. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that somebody at a higher level didn't take a look at the Williston School District and go, you know, maybe it should be checked. that it took the citizens, and that the citizens in Bismarck are having to do the same thing, and yet, for all the money that's being misspent, for all the money that's being thrown at this. Our, our kids, they're stupid. I'm sorry, but they're stupid. The vast majority of them are not passing the tests. They're, they're, we're watching their, their, their grades and everything else slide. By that, I mean the grades that aren't inflated. And here's another thing. Um, I was, was out talking with somebody that, that I know, and there were two girls in this school uh, that 9 and 12 years old, and one was sent to detention because she didn't call the other by its preferred pronoun, which, by the way, was it. She wants to be called it, not she. And the one girl kept calling her she, so the one that kept calling her she got sent to detention. This is the crap they're worried about? But this is nothing. We got got millions in an audit. But by God, don't use the incorrect pronoun because off with your head. I'm tiry, but I'm mm, not not happy. Not happy. You know me. I go on tirades, but what do no, you... No, I know. It's just there's so much. And with everything, I, I'm going to be busy all summer. <laughs> Right now, I'm just trying to get through this legislative session. So if there's stuff that we need to be aware of, that people need to be aware of, we can be reaching out to legislators to get things addressed and fixed. Well, I'm going to do my last profit margin break right here, and then I want to come back and ask you one other thing here. Life Vantage. Do you take collagen? Have you heard about the one-of-a-kind collagen? This collagen not only replenishes your body, but helps your body create its own collagen using natural products, and it maintains it. To find out more about this amazing product, please contact Stephanie Krenelka and LifeVantage. For more information, check out stephk.lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306 or email skbesthealth at gmail.com and biohack your life with LifeVantage. And you can even click click on the link at gfbestsource.com and they'll take you directly to LifeVantage. 
I want to ask you you two um, a question because I'm not sure about this, but I've I've heard rumors that 13 million was spent over the summer for school lunches for kids. That sounds like a lot of money for over the summer for for lunch. Did you hear anything about that? Because I've heard some rumblings. Jewel or or Marv, anybody? I've heard just, I haven't really seen any documentation to back it up, but I've heard that is the amount that was spent. Where would we start to look for an audit into that? Um, Something like that. If it came from Department of Public Construction, they should have all the information directly on their website. So we should be able to go out and access that. Notice I used the term should. Good. Uh, Because uh, trying to find, or or somebody's going to demand that I give them all of my particulars so that they can come back and audit me. And then they're also going to probably uh, charge me to uh, send me an email with that information because that's the way our public records are run these days. I'm... I know that I'm heavy into sarcasm, and I'm, I'm a bull in a china shop. That's my personality. The fact that you two can remain so calm is amazing because I'm literally the, you know, the Tasmanian devil going bouncing off the walls because I see this stuff happening, and I, I just look at it, and I go, well, if it's happening here, it's got to be happening across the board. And we're looking at, what was it you said, March? Did you say half a billion dollars in Williston alone? Yeah, I think that's what I saw for the number. It was like, I know it was over $400 million. Okay. When you look at the initial cover page of the audit, there was quite a bit there. So let's assume that's one school district. Now, we still can't get property tax relief, but we've got half a billion that we're uh, finding unaccounted for in one school district. Well, we, we've got a legacy at, fund, you know? Go ahead, Mark. Even if you look at the smaller schools, I mean... There's smaller schools that are 80, 90 students where they have a million dollar a year budget. Again, that, okay. I mean, that's for 90 kids. So you start multiplying it by your cities. You start, like, how much of the money that was wasted was federal grants? How much of it was ESSER funds that they just burned on anything that they could? Like, there, there's so much issues here with what's going on just in Williston that that window of abuse, that window of neglect has been there for so long, they just finally caught somebody with their hand in the cookie jar. And that was just through the due diligence of the citizens because the and, citizens finally said we've had enough. And that's where we need to be involved. Like, you got, you got to pick your battles. You got to pick what hill you're standing on, but... Right now, legislators are in session. Crossover is in three weeks. Uh, It's the 22nd. It's in two weeks. And so this this whole 900-some bills, I mean, it's literally that's a session. That's ridiculous. And and so if you are passionate about something, you got to go onto the website. You got to look at these bills. We got to reach out to your legislators and don't be combative. Don't be sending mass emails to all the legislators. You can send to all the legislators, 
but copy and paste that stuff and send them one at a time because a lot of them, if they see more than five of them listed on it, or if they see the entire house listed on it, I can guarantee you they're not going to read it. You know, so, you know, I've, I've had, go ahead, Joe. but I've had other experience with that because I have sent e and you know, emails to each one of them listed all of them. And the funny thing is, is who I don't get response from is my representative, but I will get by the districts. You know, I find it interesting you said that because uh, when the, the bill came through uh, about basically defunding the auditor's office and it was in committee, I sent an email to committee and then I also sent one to my senator. Uh, I got an answer back from one person out of the committee. One. I never even got an answer back from my senator. And he's my neighbor. He lives two miles down the road. I probably should have just grabbed my dogs and jogged down and said, yo, you, know, you, you don't answer your email. You want to talk to me now? Uh, I'm, I understand they're busy. I understand they get a lot of emails. But I have to also say, you signed up for the job. You, you campaigned. You told the people you care. You told the people you want to listen. Yet you don't respond? I'm well, sorry. I, I just, I'm confused. I really am confused on especially House Bill 1165. That one just floors me. Tell us about it, please. How did 1165 pass by 91 votes? It had to pass because you simply didn't read the bill. Yeah. There's no way if they would have read the bill, there's no way that a true conservative representative would have voted yes on that bill. Marvin, can you give us I a just, little background in that? that? 1163 is, is or 1165 is bad. I mean, it's just the, repeal, just the repealed sections. You repeal the health division officers, yep. you repeal the health council, the members of terms of office, vacancies, compensations. You repeal the, the powers and duties of the health council. The report, uh, their accountability. It's all just whited out or, or lined out. You know, yeah. without even reading the bill, when you flip through it and you see just, you know, paragraphs and paragraphs of being removed from the bill. Yeah, I think I've, you would want to see what they're trying to remove. Well, and you How? think there would be some questions. Why why was it good enough to have it in there before and why is it so desperate to be removed now? But there is no questions. There is. There isn't. That's, that's my point. You know, I understand that they're busy, and I also understand they got inundated with just massive bills. Whose fault is that? <sighs> Theirs. We didn't well, bring the bills forward. Yeah. But if, you, if they want to use that for an excuse, that's pretty piss poor because they're the ones that put... They're the ones that put 900 bills out there plus. So, well, we've just got so many bills. Well, really? Who put those yeah. bills out there? You did. Yeah. Hello. Well, and you look at on top of what it deleted, um, new sections added powers and duties of the public health division, <sighs> uh, powers and duties of the central public laboratory, um, surge staffing, like, and then rewriting the state health officer to the point where, um, my favorite one so far is section two of 3.1 now reads the state health officer shall specify a panel of metabolic diseases and genetic diseases for right. which newborn screening newborn. must be performed. Yep. The screening panel must include disorders and diseases selected 
with input from the advisory council. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to try to translate the way I heard that because I read that too. And when I read that, I the only thing I could think of was they want to know if some baby out there is not perfect. And there's a reason they want to know a baby out there is not perfect. Who's going to get to decide the care that baby gets? And well, if we end up with a complete control to the health and human services. There you go. And if we end up with a health system that's imploding, which ours is, we could end up very easily like Canada and like Great Britain, where a panel decides what babies live and die. Yeah. The death panels we talked about when Obama was, was trying to cram this shit stuff down our throat. <laughs> Sorry about that, but cram this crap down our throats. And, and we talked about death panels, and everybody told me I was freaking nuts. Because, kid. Well, here we are. And it's in North yeah. Dakota, people. It's in North Dakota. I just don't, I don't know what it's going to take for even our representatives to open their eyes. I mean, we've already had lockdowns. We've had businesses closes. We've, we've had vaccine mandates. We've had mask mandates, all this stuff that we've had to fight because of the health and human services. And then you turn around and hand them over all the power they're asking for on a silver platter. And, and you I'm beef it like, up. Yeah. With, with the budget that goes upwards of yes. $5 million. So, and I'll, I'll bet you they're going to be as accountable as Williston School Board for, for where they spend their money. They should be. I, I'm just saying they're, 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 going to, they're going to be spending money once again. I come from Navy, so I can say this, like drunken sailors on their first shore leave, because I've seen them. And uh, nobody's going to do diddly. And that's the other reason they want to get rid of the auditor, because that, that's going to relieve even any possibility of finding anything out, because you don't find out jack. By doing FOIAs. Trust me. Trust me. Getting a FOIA out there is, 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 you get redacted crap if you get anything at all. And then you get charged for it on yep. top of that. Yep. And duplicate. They'll duplicate the same information over and over and tell you that they're going to charge you so much because it took them so long to redact. Duplicate information. You know, <laughs> like, oh my word. Every time I dig, dig into this mess and every time I peel back the onion, I understand what a lot of these people have to hide. And that's what's scary is there's a lot out there that is being cleverly hidden and some of it not even so cleverly anymore because a lot of people don't appear to give a crap anymore that uh, this is out because nobody's going to be held accountable. This is what's so frustrating. Because they've gotten away with it for so long that I think they finally got the attitude that they're not going to get caught. Or if we get caught, it doesn't matter. I mean, you look at the federal area, uh, federal people that are caught with all kinds of things. And guess what? People are outraged and we move on to the next Chinese balloon floating overhead. I mean, look at the next bright, shiny object. I I just don't know what it's going to take to get rid of the corruption and if you think it's only at the federal level and it's north dakota nice here people you are living in la la land no it's all the way down to the local school boards it's 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 obscene the amount of malfeasance at the least criminal possibly but malfeasance at the least that's going on and yet and yet we keep we keep being asked to give more and more and more. And if you don't want to have your property taxes um, 
increased, well, you're just a bastard who doesn't care about children. No, I'm an educator. I care about children, but I want to actually see children educated. And if I'm putting out that much money, I better be getting some return on my investment. And right now I'm getting pronouns and kids in detention. Yeah, there you go. You're right. Not happy. I don't know what we can do, people. Um, I don't know what we can do. I'm going to say, Jewel, we're almost out of time. What would you say if you could say something to anybody out there regarding some of this crap that we just discussed today? Well, we have to keep doing what we are doing, Kit. We have to educate the public. We have to talk about it. I think that's a lot of, a lot of the issues is, is people aren't aware. They don't know. And so you, and you know, you mentioned that when you were campaigning too, because when you were campaigning and you were talking to your neighbors and you would bring up issues and they would be shocked because they didn't know all this stuff was going on. And that's the problem. So many people have their head in the sand, but when people realize that these things, and that's where they begin to care when it starts affecting their pockets, then they start perking up and listening to what's going on. So when it starts to personally affect the individual, they start paying attention. But in order for, for them to understand that, we have to keep talking about it. We have to keep, you know, w- when we have information, putting the information out there. But what we can do is go on, you know, rampages and... Well, we, we need to... We, we have need to keep a level head and, and just push forward. We need to make sure that, that what we're presenting is facts. We've got, there's a lot facts. of people out there that are, are running around with their hair on fire making declarations, and that's not helpful because that's how we all get brandished with tin hatters. We need to make sure that what we're coming forward with is facts and presenting right. it in that manner. Marvin, what have you got that you'd like to say for the, for the end of the show for everybody? Well, if you're starting to look at your local community and things that have happened, I mean, don't believe in coincidence. No. If you know that there's issues going on, if you know that there's things going on in your community, we are in a unique spot now where people will listen, but you better be able to prove what you're talking about. Absolutely. Not 99%, not speculation, not like you better be able to show 100% this is your work because you're still going to get 25% that won't believe you even if you are holding the keys to the Garden of Eden and the gates right in front of you. They won't believe you. So if you're going to talk about it, if you're going to be doing Facebooks, if you're going to be posting things like make sure you can verify your source. Absolutely. Because as soon as you can't verify it, you're dismissed. You lose credibility. And it, right. fo- it follows all of us as the problem. Because, yep. because once one is found to be, um, the rest of us are painted with the same brush. Fair? Nope. Reality? Yes. I deal with the world that is reality. So you, we have to be extremely careful where we get our information and whom we associate with. But I do want to tell everybody out there that this is real. There is stuff like this happening in North Dakota. If it's happening in Williston, if there's people hot enough to put a petition to get an audit in Bismarck, you can bet it's probably happening in your backyard. And you might want to start, let's put it this way. It's easier to let someone else have control over this stuff and just trust the fact that they're doing the right thing. Uh, I have, 
in the in before I used to say trust but verify. Unfortunately, the world I'm living in today is distrust, verify. distrust, <laughs> yeah, and verify, verify and trust. distrust and verify, then trust. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that's the world we're currently living in. Um, I'm hoping some of you can take some of this information. Marv, Joel, thank you for um, for being with me today. I'd also like to point out that both of you are also in you know, comfortable relationships or whatever. And you are, neither of you are going to commit suicide at any point in time either. (laughs) Because a lot of what we're going to be doing today is really pissing people off. But you know what? If you were living the righteous life and doing things right, you wouldn't have to worry about it. And if somebody's pissed off, that means they've gotten caught. Everybody, this is Kit Brennan for Common Sense Uncensored. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Yeah, I got to get back to work. Bye, guys. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Oh. How'd that do?